I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illenials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist, baby. Marcus. Back from the fucking... Where were you, man? I was at home with uh, with my new uh, roommate, which was a tree. which <laughs> came crashing through the roof. I was like, what's up, boys? <sighs> and that was like, fuck, like three weeks ago? So, what time of night was this at? Um, shit. I think it was around nine. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was, I was actually getting some freaking lemonade from the fridge, walking down the hall on my way back, and then boom, just fucking devastation. Yeah. And you're devastated because like, you had just woken up. Of course, yeah. Like, at nine p.m. So, I'm nocturnal now. <laughs> yeah, so that must have been really fucked up. It was it was super fucked. Wait, did was you it? save the lemonade? Of course, absolutely. Okay. All right. Downed so it was, right there. There was just a storm in the area, or did something like what happened? Uh, that's what they say. But like, what kind of storm okay. knocks one tree over? Okay, Marcus, but you were there. You should know if there was a storm. I was inside the house. I didn't like hear like rain or thunder or anything. So you said so, there's a conspiracy afoot. Man, I don't fucking know, dude. Maybe like a car hit the tree and it was the the the, the car belonged to the son of your landlord, so they're trying to cover up for the son by saying it's a storm. Oh, what what I do know is that my fucking landlords are full of shit now. So that's that's good. I mean, you should always everyone should know that your landlords are full of shit and they don't get it. Yeah. Your landlords are leeches. They are parasites who just want to take money. Um and they provide mm-hmm. almost nothing. Yeah. Which is hilarious because mm-hmm. after the tree fell, you know, I lost power to my room. Uh, obviously, there's a huge hole in the roof and like three other rooms. And we had to move to a hotel. And. Ooh, fancy. What, uh, what did no. they put you up in? The Ritz? Oh, they didn't put us up anywhere. They just said, hey, you got to get out. And then we had to pay out of pocket for that. You had to pay for the hotel? Wait, what? Yes. Yes. And no reimbursement even? Nope. Fuck no that. No reimbursement. Uh-uh. None of that shit. Um but what they what's oh what's even worse is that when the tree hit, when the tree hit, it was probably like a week away from from paying rent. We still had to pay full rent. Which is extreme bullshit. Extreme I thought you negotiated bullshit. a lower rate. We got $500 off this month's rent, not last month's, when the tree actually hit. So, Damn. And it's a one-time thing, so... Wait, a one-time thing? A one-time thing. It's complete bullshit. What if you could have been killed? 
They don't care, man. You, you, you totally know they don't give a shit. I know, but... Quick question, Marcus. How many more trees are close to your apartment? Too many. Like, there are enough trees that, like... I'm guessing four more could hit in the same spot. So if one tree is $500 off rent... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, I see. I mean, do some math here. Okay, alright. I got a question for you, Marcus. How far away is the office where people work at the landlord company, and what elevation do you have above that? Yeah, do you have high ground? Um, no, they have high ground. Mm. Which is, uh Can you get high ground? <laughs> yeah. I can. I can I can literally walk to the, the leasing office. So. I mean, I'm sure you're taller than all of them. So oh, yeah, gives you a certain level of high ground if you're in the same room. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the same, you know, like level floor. You, you, can, you can win there. But yeah, it's it's bullshit, man. Did any like, damage get done to your room or just some, some of the... Um, the damage to my room was I lost power to one of the outlets, which is fine because I've got more outlets. Um... What's really weird is that while they were repairing the roof, it, it just looks for the good from outside home, now. Just for the what? listeners at home, Marcus is continuing to look up at his ceiling, which lets <laughs> me know something is wrong. Where, that's where the hole is. It's, it's staring right at me. <laughs> Mark, can you take your webcam off your computer and look it up so we can see the hole for a second? Sure. This is not for the listeners at home. They can't see it. Yeah, no, I would like to see this. But I, I asked Marcus if uh, anything had happened to him, and he keeps looking up at the ceiling while he's like, eh, an outlet went out. And there's oh, like a shit. hole. There's an actual hole in the ceiling. We can That's look a at legit it ass hole. It's yeah. a, uh, an actual hole. Yeah. <laughs> but you said the the hole was made during repairs, correct? During repairs. During fucking repairs. So That's fucked up. Why it's still there, I'm not sure. Because they know it's there. They know it. Because they're also sweeping fucking insulation into it and directly into my room. So I was like, oh. What the fuck, that, dude? That shit can hurt you. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I sweeped it fucking out. Like, uh, uh, it's so it's too- crazy because the only things I can recommend are things that, that I know you can do, like suing them or some shit. Because this is Georgia and no one gives a fuck about tenants' rights here. Right. Yeah. And also, also then you have to pay a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, you, you probably have a case. That's just yeah. fucked up, dude. And I probably could do those things if I was getting unemployment, but... Like, I qualify for it, but, mm-hmm. like, there's... I'm in a, a fucking pending state for now. And since there are 20 million people on it now, there's a good chance I'm just not gonna get it. You know, talk about that real quick. Georgia currently leads the nation in the percentage of our workforce that is now unemployed. We have 35.7%. Holy yeah. shit. Leading the pack, baby. Number one over and here. They also lead the pack in the amount of people who believe that COVID-19 is just a hoax. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sad, man. Because, like, you were, like, you were the very first wave of people laid off, weren't you? Like, yep. the Food day service, after. Baby. Yeah, bakeries went out quick. That was one of the first things to get hit by the crisis was mm-hmm. bakeries. No one wanted uh, cookies that had been cut, <laughs> measured measured perfectly and then crumbled up. <laughs> well, a bakery kind of has the same working conditions as a meat packing plant. You know, Cl- mm-hmm. tight quarters working close together. Yeah, raw meat everywhere. Big mm-hmm. slabs of pig just hanging. It's funny, we, we do raw have dough. raw meat in the bakery <laughs> for bacon-related products. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you guys have the huge-ass, like, hogs they have in the, the meat No, packing? just, oh, okay. just uh, like, like a solid a solid brick of bacon that you slice it off. Just, oh, okay. Oh, I love it. Oh, so you can so choose good. your own thickness? Oh, yeah. That's great. 
a good place. You said and you I, loved it, Marcus. All I can picture is you eating raw strips of bacon. <laughs> Listen, we at least cooked them first. Jeez, all right. Okay. Jeez. He, he cooked them a little bit. He put them on the pan for like two seconds, put them over, and then... Yeah, yeah. Get a little get a little juice going. Put it in your pockets. Taking it home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because you can squeeze it, get a little grease out, drink it down oh, yeah. the day. You know, get <laughs> yeah. to keep you going. <laughs> but I uh, see a lot of people are unable to get on unemployment. So the number should be higher technically, than it really is. And it is higher. Our national, we are currently at about 22%, which is probably closer to 25-30, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, also, 31% of small businesses have gone out of business. Damn. 31%? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God. And now it's affecting bigger stores. Like JCPenney has filed for bankruptcy. They're closing 200-plus stores in America. Boeing which makes up more than 1% of the U.S.'s entire economy, is currently heading towards bankruptcy. Good. Uh, So much so that I believe, what's his name, Warren Buffett pulled out his investments in Boeing. So, confidence is not high. It's so interesting. I don't know, the the duality of everything that's going on to me is so crazy. Because, like, first of all, we're in the middle of an actual pandemic. And we're and I say the middle because we are the middle. Uh, we are we have not we have we just saw the beginning, and we don't see the end yet. But we're in the middle of it, which is the the big pressing matter, which is what all of our attention should be divided to is staying alive, fighting the disease, keeping people you know in their houses safe and healthy. That's all we should be focusing on. But then there's people who are fighting for oh let's reopen the country, blah blah blah. I wanna go to a restaurant, I want to get my hair cut, blah, 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 blah. A bunch of stupid bullshit that no one cares about. Most people are unemployed because businesses are, are um, you know, failing. And, I don't know, there's just, to me, it's just weird. Over the past week, there's been this big push. I mean, mostly because, like, I live in North Carolina, you guys live in Georgia. Um, Georgia has done a much bigger reopen than North Carolina, but still, we've had a big one just this past Friday, like, department stores like Marshalls and JCPenney and like Starbucks and stuff started opening it back up. Um, Target and stuff has been allowing like more people in and, you know, having like some mask rules or whatever. Um, and yet the whole time like, these businesses are still failing and it's just, it's so weird. Like, I don't know. I just feel like we have, we live in this weird prism where, I mean, of course, if you watch the news, you get terrible opinions, but if you look at the internet, sometimes you, you, you'd feel like, Oh, everyone's already back out. Like, Disease or not, everyone's already back out there. The businesses are back to the same, but it's it's still not. There's still a lot of people who are trying to socially distance and stay inside, I mean, especially in like bigger states like um, New York and California. Especially well, some parts of New York and California are you know still staying in and trying their best to, to follow guidelines. And it's just so strange because you like I don't know what, you look at one thing and it's like oh well everyone's back out already. Who cares? People are gonna die. And then it's also like okay well these businesses are also dying so. Who's really right in all of this, you know? Yeah. I, I like <laughs> I like how everyone's so ready to get the economy back, but they don't understand that the As more if the they economy do that was shit, so good. Right? Yeah. And like the more they run out there and spread and contract this disease, the longer we're gonna have to wait to actually start up again. <laughs> yeah. Like 
It's not difficult. Yeah. It's like capitalism and our economy and the stock market are like America's, or at least the, the American public is like abusive lover that they just can't, they, they can't away from. I don't know what it is, but no matter what, whenever you show them that it has failed, that it is bad for you, and that you really should abandon it and start something new, we cling to it no matter what. And it is, it's just so weird to me. I mean, I had coworkers this past Friday who, like, they took a half a day off when we went from home. They took a half a day off so they could go to, like, all these places that just reopened. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it, it's not, it's not that deep. We, we can stay in, it's not a big deal. It's better for us to stay alive than to have, to be able to go to Marshalls right now. I mean, what's the, yeah. what, who cares? Apparently not. Yeah, apparently I'm wrong. Apparently I'm, I'm crazy, but I don't know. I saw today there was a <clears throat> someone posted an analogy. They said that uh, this would be like if if they would announce on the news tomorrow that a meteor is going to impact the Earth in ten days, and the only way to stop it is for no one in America to go to Applebee's for ten days, it would <laughs> we, fail. We're doomed. They'd be dead. <laughs> we're fucking <laughs> dead. The world would yeah. be destroyed. There'd be a smear campaign on the meteor by Applebee's. It's like they just want <laughs> you to think. <laughs> Come on in. Get whatever we serve at Applebee's. It's like, come, come on in. Get whatever we serve at Applebee's. I'm not not quite sure. Um, I haven't been to Applebee's in a long time. I've never do been they, to an Applebee's Do before. they serve apples or bees? I have no idea. Both, actually. Oh, well, that makes sense. Applebee's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did for a long time think that apples and honey would be a big part of Applebee's uh diet but it's not it's just whatever i think man it's kind of like yeah, chicken burgers. and uh, burgers burger, I, guess. I guess dude oh my god the one time i went to applebee's it was like a long ass time ago mm-hmm. but they had one of those enormous fucking like cheeseburgers with six seven patties on it held together with a fucking knife and i i had one of those it was amazing <laughs> he ate the knife and all it was it's true it was like, very they disgusting. didn't get it back like yeah. it's their fault you know they should have warned me but Hey, bring it back, Applebee's, that I might show up again. And then we also see this, this another great group of people, people who like were fighting for the country to reopen, and they got what they wanted, places are reopening, like, but now a lot of them are saying, okay, we're open, but we're big places, so you have to wear a mask. And people are fucking losing their shit. There is a security <laughs> guard, a security guard, who was murdered! He was killed in cold blood, because he told a lady to put a mask on, and then... Her father came up and was like, oh, is this guy bothering you? And then shot him. And in right the head. And killed him. And then... What the fuck? people who are like in Costco. And Co- Costco is a, a private business. And Costco is a membership business. When you sign up, you say, I will follow all of your rules. They go in there and they don't have a mask on. And they're like, okay, well, you can't come in. And they're like... Well, I woke up in a free country, so I can. And they're like, you don't even understand how this works. <laughs> like, this is a, like, you you cling to the economy. This is a private business. We can do whatever we want. That's how oh it works. And people are just, people are just so against. Like, they fought for it to reopen. It reopens with some very light rules, by the way. And they, they freak out about the rules. It's like, I mean, you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just let them have whatever they want. And when they all die from fucking COVID-19, they have nothing to complain about. They got everything they wanted and then fucking yep. died. How about that picture that that rally in North Carolina says where that guy had a rocket launcher? 
Yeah, so in Raleigh, North Carolina, a bunch of fucking protesters went into a subway, and they had, like, they had a SCAR, a rocket launcher, um, I think one had, like, an M16. I mean, mm-hmm. he, there is a man who is ordering a meatball marinara with a rocket launcher strapped to his back, mm-hmm. and a fucking bandana, and fucking, like, Desert Storm fucking tactical vests on and shit. And I'm like, do you even know what a disease is? You can't <laughs> explode it to death. Watch me. <laughs> and Raleigh, Same North Carolina is supposed to be one of the smartest places in North Carolina. It's supposed to have some of the smartest people. It's the same as those folks who were like, we can't let the virus win. We can't change our lives. And I'm like, it's not terrorists. <laughs> it doesn't have a goal. Yeah. No, that's just not how it is. I mean, it, kind of, it is terrorist. Imagine if terrorists had infiltrated and anywhere you went, if you left your house, they'd shoot you in the head. And you're like, we can't let them win. We still gotta go outside. <laughs> we can't. That's what that's what this disease is. Yeah. It's not gonna shoot everybody in the head, but a lot of people are gonna get shot in the head. And it's gonna be your fault because you went outside. Oh god. Texas reopened two weeks ago and then they reported their highest day of uh, infections ever. Yep. Same thing with same thing with Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> How could this be? Did you guys see the Georgia graph that, they, that Kemp used? No. It, they tried to prove that the, the, the number of cases is going down, but if you looked at the curve, they put the days out of order. Yep. <laughs> and they'd be like, here's May 5th. After that's April 28th. After that's May 6th. After that's April 30th. What?! Yeah. What? Plus, plus oh it was Brian God. Kemp, so it was done entirely in crayon oh, and completely illegible. God. But um, presented a monotone uh, voice. See, this this is why I'm kind of glad everything's crumbling because you, you can't trust anyone now. Like not your governors, not not fucking Democrats, like, like nobody. Yeah. They're all out for the same shit, and it all ends up with us getting fucked. So, speaking of the Democrats and Georgia. Um, some pretty, something pretty hilarious happened a couple of days ago with our girl Stacey Abrams. Oh, um, yeah, I saw this. Who has like, completely rejected Bernie Sanders and the Democratic uh, endorsement. She is a full-on Joe Biden, you know, system Democrat who was hoping to get a, a, a nod for vice president. And uh, pretty much on live TV... With a, a newscaster in between the two of them. The newscaster even set it up. He was like, Joe Biden, you asked Stacey Abrams to be here. Do you have something to announce? And he's like, no. I just want to know. Th- I just want you to know that Stacey's a real good person. And I mean, legit, you can see Stacey Abrams have a scowl on her face when she's like, fuck this guy. But you can't feel bad for Stacey Abrams because she put all her eggs in an old, oh. senile, racist basket. <laughs> and this is what she gets. Oh. Oh. oh I love watching it crumble. Yeah. My God. How, so how, how's, uh, how are our, our Georgians feeling about this one? Oh. Uh, I mean, all I can say is that um, I'm glad that Stacey Abrams didn't win the governorship. I don't like Brian Kemp either, but... Between her complete and total like sucking up to Joe Biden at every opportunity, despite being endorsed by Bernie Sanders, I should say. Yes. Um, and her like she like she likes Ayn Rand and shit. Just like, what a terrible governor she would have been. You know, just absolutely awful. Okay, I'm I am completely against exclusionary 
rules and politics and gets you know groups of people who you know just want to have their opinions heard if they're as long as they're not nazis or whatever but if i if, if i ever had one rule i could make is that if you have ever read and appreciated an ayn rand book you cannot be in politics that's just the one rule <laughs> you are not allowed to make any decisions that's going to affect anyone else if you have read and enjoyed anything ayn rand has written i have to agree it'd be a good rule to institute uh, but but yeah, and also I saw a Joe Biden like map a strategy for how they're going to win the presidency like in the electoral college. They think Georgia's in play. No. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what the I don't know what what Georgia they went to. First of all, the only chance they had of getting Georgia just fucking went out the window. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know who they think is voting for Joe Biden in Georgia. They also think that Texas is in play for Joe Biden. No. Yeah. No, not happening. I, I feel like none of these people have watched the videos of Joe just sniffing children and just randomly touching women. Like, yeah. are you serious? That that's the dude you want for president? I mean, I honestly think this might be the most overwhelming red victory we've ever seen. <sighs> Probably think, since Walter Mondale. Yeah, I think they might win states they would never have won before. Honestly, yeah. people always say, "Oh, they're, they're, this this time the Democrats will take back Pennsylvania." It's not happening. Pennsylvania is staying red. Also, no you can have Pennsylvania. You're going to lose so much other stuff. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, Joe Biden, <clears throat> sorry, his strategy just depends on winning the three, they call them blue wall states that Obama won twice, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, and I, I can't remember, fuck it, who cares? You say Memphis? Not Memphis, I'm Minnesota, <laughs> but not Minnesota. <laughs> but win all three of those, right? That's his strategy yeah. for winning. But... He has to win all three. Trump only has to win one. Yeah. So, it's kind of like the IRA once said to Margaret, was it Margaret Thatcher or some prime minister of the UK? And they're, they're trying to assassinate her. They were like, you have to get lucky. We only have to get lucky once. You have to be lucky every single day. Like, yeah. that's Trump. Like, he only has to be lucky one time. Win one state and it's over. The whole thing falls apart. So, so an, an interesting statistic from the 2016 election is that, um, d- n- win or lose, d- d- whatever, but Donald Trump won 30% of the vote in California, which is like, kind of unheard oh. of, because that's oh, like wow. the, the big blue. Like, you don't normally get that many votes. Do you think California is going to be even bigger on Trump this year? Yeah, or do you think sure. he will? I think he's going to get more votes in California than he got in 2016. People are going to really? be shocked. I think he'll get more votes for one reason, and it's that Bernie won California by a huge yeah. amount, and he's not in there. And they're saying today that former Bernie advisors are saying to Joe Biden's people that there is a number, a sizable portion of Bernie supporters that will not vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, tell, I put this in our chat the other day, but I, I had a, a, a funny call the other day from this lady. She said she was from the Trump re-election campaign in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and she said she's doing a survey. And I always do surveys because, like I've said on this podcast before, a lot of surveys are actually done on the phone by people who are, like, over 50, so statistics get skewed. So I always do a survey if I get to do it because I'm, you know, part of a different generation. Um, she's like, would you like to do a survey? And I'm like, sure. And then her first question is, uh, in November, are you going to vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden? I was honest, and I said, Neither. And she's like, oh, well, it looks like that's all of our questions today. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and if she, would have, if she would have asked me who I was going to vote for, I would have told her my entirely honest answer, which is that I'm going to write in Eugene V. Debs. 
That's that's Ooh. my the true answer that I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Um, but no, she should hang up on me too quick. Yeah, they definitely have like a uh, a system of like processes, and it's like okay, say so say Trump asks this question, Biden this question, neither hang up. It's over. Yeah, no, we don't call. even know what to do. <laughs> no point in talking to this person. But I do think that that that, that people will just stay home in November. Like, why go vote for Joe Biden? What's the point? You know. Yeah. yeah. And. Oh, go ahead, Marcus. Oh, no. Like, like I have my fucking mail-in ballot right now. I filled that out and everything. First first thing that surprised me about it was how many people are running unopposed. Like, holy oh, shit. Yeah. There's, there's at least, like, ten positions that are just one person on the ballot. I was like, wow. Wow. And I, I voted for our boy, Asher Knuckles. Woohoo! Hey, Knuckles! Asher. And, um... I mean, honestly, I'm just going to tell you, I fucking voted for Bernie. I know, like, people think I'm throwing my vote away, but, like, he's literally the only person. The I only mean, you could person. vote for any Democrat on there and you'd be throwing your vote away anyway, so I might as well vote yeah. the one you actually care about. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like enough people are, like, pissed off by, like, this the second fucking betrayal from the DNC to do that. Like, I believe. I mean, maybe it's dumb. Maybe it's stupid, but hey, that's another vote for Bernie right there. Yeah. No, the Democratic Party is dead. I mean, if anybody thinks that there's anything left, any life left in that party, they're completely, completely wrong. Anyone who is in that party who is even slightly progressive should right now be forming, you know, some articles of incorporation or whatever it's called to start their own party and start something different. Because the two parties have pretty much merged um the democrats have gone more towards the center which they weren't really that far anyway and then the republicans have just gone even farther right so they're two parties that don't matter they don't they're not actually for no any kind of progress <laughs> exactly there's no kind of progress made with either of those parties so anybody who's like like young and motivated like you know cortez and omar and i mean not young but bernie sanders like these people who like at least have something going on and want some kind of progress they gotta start something new, because I don't have any faith in the Democratic Party anymore, and I think a lot of people don't have any faith in them anymore. I have to think, <clears throat> sorry, at this point, that, and call me a conspiracy theorist, okay. which I am. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're a rational person. That, at some point, there are progressives in the Democratic Party, including Bernie, who, you know, is an independent or whatever, but still, were sat down in a room, and they were told that either you play ball with us, or you don't work and you don't have a career anymore. We will we will yeah. sideline you. We will shaft you. We will run you know millions of dollars for primary opponents to, to get rid of you because pretty much everybody's falling in the line, including Ilhan Omar has said vote for Joe Biden. Bernie endorsed him. AOC said she, that you know that she supports voting for Joe Biden. And so it just seems like folks electoralism is done like it's over like you're never yeah, gonna seize power like Bernie was our chance and then that is gone and they took away from us so it's fucked it's done so don't have no point Man, that's what i'm saying don't let them take it if if the vote even actually matters vote for bernie like like if he's yeah. if he's on the poll and he beats either one of them i'll have a little bit of faith but you know i know the chances of that are real low real fucking low I mean, we've come down to the choice of which old 
racist you want to, or a rapist, sorry. Well, a racist too. I mean, yeah. both. <laughs> say, don't don't take away the racism. Yeah. The blue one or the red one. Exactly. It's just like, it's a false binary. It's it's a stupid choice. We were, we were, we were, we probably got too caught up in thinking that America's politicalism could be changed through a vote, and it won't. It's not going to happen. They're not going to let us. It's, you're going to have to burn it all down and start all over again, because they're too deeply entrenched. Yeah. No. Re- revolution. You gotta have it. Um, because, yeah, I mean, and it's not even just, like, you talk about these people who sat down and said, you gotta play ball. I mean, it's not just the politicians. I mean, it's these politicians who are being run by these corporations. And until mm-hmm. you fucking cut that fish off at the head, nothing's gonna get done. Nothing. I mean, here's a question, though. Here's, here's how extreme do you want to get? Do you think that they had, like, legitimate threats against them or their families? I don't think it went that far. You don't think so? No. I think that at this point, a lot of these corporations and a lot of these power brokers, whatever you want to call them, they have enough power and uh, clout, as we as we say now, <laughs> that people know what they can do. And so they don't even let it get to the point where they actually do anything. Is what I, I, what I think has kind of happened. Um, which is why, I mean, sometimes maybe we should call them on their bluff. Because maybe they're not going to do it. Maybe maybe you fucking... You, you, you try and stick it to them a little bit. Because, you know, they can only threaten and kill so many politicians and family members until someone realizes something's up. You're um, a thing, though. <clears throat> yeah. In 2016, Bernie Sanders, when he... When he you know, did not win the nomination. He did go on a campaign for Hillary Clinton. Yes. He probably campaigned harder for her in the state she lost than she act than she did, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And at the in the end, she lost the election, and she still and 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 everyone still blames Bernie for that loss, right? Like all these Democrats still say that it was his his fault that young people didn't vote for Hillary Clinton or whatever. Mm. Yes, maybe that was it's his fault. <laughs> young people didn't vote for her. Well, the thing is, like in 2016, I could understand that strategically because Bernie still had a chance to run in 2020, right? Like this was his opportunity to to make a comeback, right? If Clinton couldn't win it, then he would have a chance in 2020 to go, to try again. And if he even if even the reason he went and and kept doing things for Clinton was because he got enough power with the party through his delegates that he could still he still forced you know rules changes in the DNC, right? That benefited him, like the caucus system being changed and whatnot. But here's the thing. It makes no sense to do that in 2020. He's not going to run in 2024. He was too no. old in 2020, to be honest. He's way too old in 2024. So why is he playing ball? They're going to blame him anyway for the loss. It's not going to matter. They're going to say the Bernie bros are the reason we lost, or Russia, whichever one. They'll say Bernie's Russian, probably. So why play ball with these people? Why do it? Tell them to fuck off and tell your people not to vote for them. Like, it's as simple as that. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe maybe Bernie's the kind of dude who's just like, all right, if we'll stand together, we can we can at least like not have Trump get reelected again. Like, yeah, that's I feel not, like that my might only be idea mentality. is that Bernie has been a Democrat for so long that no matter how no matter how or independent, you know, but he's been a part of you know, I he guess the left, them. whatever. He caught up with them and everything, and they're they're there. And I think I don't know. I just either. Like either somebody actually did threaten him, like here, and maybe some some actually went down, like you're positing, or I think maybe he's just that guy. Maybe he's just the guy who, you know, even if he loses, even if he knows that he was the you know, on the right side of history, he's he's gonna support his his party no matter what. 
That's so all, all he's too nice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that was evident when he wouldn't, like, really attack Joe Biden. Yeah. And it's yeah, the he... same... <sighs> okay. good. No, no, you're good. It's the same reason that Corbyn lost in the UK. Too fucking nice. Would not go for the throat like he should have. And wouldn't hit these people on what... The, the issues that really matter to people. And that's, that's why you lose. You're too fucking nice. We keep having these people who are leaders who are in power who are fucking nice. You don't win through being nice. I'm sorry. That doesn't work that way. Not yeah, in this no. system. I mean, you look at Boris Johnson, you look at Vladimir Putin, you look at Donald Trump, they're all assholes. Like some yeah. of the meanest, most ruthless people there are. And they're in power. And there's a reason for that. They're easy to vote for for a lot of people. I mean, you look at successful leaders of revolutions in leftist countries... They were not nice people. Like, Lenin was not nice. Like, Castro was not nice. Like, they, they, they helped people, right? They did good things for their people, but they were not, you know, they weren't like kumbaya, hold hands with the liberals and, and let's all get along. It didn't work that way. So, yeah. oh, by the way, speaking of Cuba, did you see what happened with Joe Biden in Cuba? Oh, boy. Oh, God, no. You had a tweet talking about how letting Cuba get us get in the United Nations to get a seat on the Human Rights Council is a huge offense to their political prisoners and how we need to, like, clamp down on Cuba again. What? Yeah, we gotta, we gotta go for Cuba. We gotta start some more, more shit in Latin America, I guess. There's two funny things about this. First of all, America was part of the Human Rights Council until 2018, so you know it's a fucking joke. Yeah. Anyways. But also, one of... Obama's greatest, one of his only foreign policy achievements was ending the embargo on Cuba and beginning normalization of relations with them again. Like, that was legitimately a good thing he did. Like, let's get Cuba involved in the world again, and let's stop putting economic pressure on them. That was a good thing Obama did. And here's his Biden, who's trying to run as Obama third term, who's trashing it. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, nothing about... Joe Biden's entire political campaign right now makes any sense at all. He makes random videos with green screens or with <sighs> rest in peace, Keegan Michael Key, oh, and um, he just also, says says literally anything that's on his mind. It doesn't make any sense. Which is, I mean, I mean, in his defense, the same thing Trump does, except Trump does it better, I guess. I mean, just honestly. Trump, Trump is just more entertaining to people, and for a certain type of people, he is what they want. Joe Biden does not hit anyone specifically. He wants to be the, like, wheat bread. That's what he wants to be. No one wants wheat bread. Some people have it because, you know, because it's whatever, but it's that's what it is. He's, you know, plain, low-fat vitamin D milk and, and fucking wheat bread, and no one Sir, fucking cares. I'm offended. How, how dare you insult my wheat bread like that? <laughs> right, because you're just pretending to like wheat bread. No, I actually do have some on top of the fridge. Mm. It was the only bread that was left in the store. <laughs> and there we go. There we go. It's the perfect that's, metaphor for Joe Biden. That's who is voting for Joe Biden. People who have nothing left. <laughs> it was the only option left. It hurts. Yep. Did you see his whole thing about Tara Reid? Which thing? That, like, yeah, that trying, whole thing's a fucking debacle. Sorry, he said that if you believe Tara Reid, you shouldn't oh, yeah. vote for me. Oh, I wouldn't excellent. vote for me if I believed her. <laughs> yeah, and their, their latest smear campaign is that her 
old landlord thought she was a bad tenant. Yeah. That, that's oh, new thing. oh, dang. And which well, we just she, talked about who gives a shit about landlords. She bounced a check in the 90s. Fuck off. I mean, first of all, does any person under the age of 20 in America know what bouncing a check even means? <laughs> Wait, you could mean that you can say that you had money, but you didn't actually have the money? Wait, how does that work? Wait a minute. How many loot boxes does that take? <laughs> all right, and that has been millennial humor. Thank you, you, thank you, thank you. That should be Zoomer humor, Seth. Ooh, there's a phrase for us. (laughs) Copyright. Um, But yeah, their their smear campaign is so fucking disgusting. It's like, oh, you can't trust Tara Reid because she, like, you know, her landlords had problems with her in the past. Or one time she said she liked working for Joe Biden. Like, come on. Like, people will lie about shit all the time like that. I mean, by that metric, you can't trust Joe Biden because he doesn't know what the fuck is happening right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah, it's so fucking ridiculous. And But he said it himself, if you believe him, if you believe her, you shouldn't vote for him. So thank you, Joe Biden. I will not vote for you. Because I yeah. believe Tara Reid. Uh, but also, Joe, just so you know, I was never going to vote for you in the first place. Yeah, so. exactly. I do believe her, <laughs> but you didn't have my vote ever. I didn't need a reason to not vote for you, but you being a rapist really helped, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Gives me a lot of a lot of ammunition against people. Oh, but speaking of crazy shit that's happening recently, people were saying, about two hours ago, Trump said in his press conference that he is currently ta- taking uh, hydroxychloroquine or whatever. Bleach? Mm-hmm. No, the drug that he says will cure or will defeat the coronavirus. He's been saying it for yeah. months now, but it doesn't work. Never has. Yeah. And also is super dangerous to take. Uh, he says he's taking it. So he's literally Jude Law in Contagion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, I, I got the cure right here. Except I've been taking it, it for months. Unless that, except that this stuff actually could hurt you instead of just being like plant juice that's been distilled so much that you can't do anything. Okay. So, oh, guys and listeners, in case you were wondering, Jude Law on Contagion is still better than Donald Trump. Yes. Just in case that was a question in your mind. But I'm convinced, by the way, that he's not actually taking it. He just said that. Because that's what he does. He'll just yeah, say certain really. things. Yeah. He probably drank a Diet Coke and was like, oh, that was Hydrochloramondodons, right? And they were like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm taking that. That's me. I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, it's like me that I'm running on an RPG for people. I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh. That, ha- mm-hmm. that works. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I'm doing that. Uh-huh. That's, he's harp- doing that. The harpoon gun? Yep, that was there the whole time. I yeah. did not just add that randomly. Yep. He's just improving, dude. Yep. Our president is the greatest uh, improv comedian to hold office ever, probably. Well, hey, we don't know that just yet. Well, I haven't seen all of them do a, uh, a Herald night at UCB, so I have no <laughs> idea who's actually the best. Um, I hear that UCB is a cult. You hear it's a cult? Yeah. Eh, it's uh, it was something that used to be really cool and has since become kind of a money pit for a lot of people and is now out of business. So, or Did most you know Jared Leto has a cult? What? I wouldn't be surprised. He has like a weird sex cult or something like that. The Crimson Chins. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Where did that come from? I mean, wait, hold on. I think I might oh, be thinking wait. about the wrong person. Who are you thinking about? I'm so excited. Me too. What's the dude's name again? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking about the wrong person. Who are you thinking about? I was I was thinking about fucking shit. Late night TV show, large chin. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. There you go. 
There you go. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> well, no. But that's actually, that's actually interesting because Jay Leno is in Jared Leto's sex school. Oh, oh God. <laughs> they have sex in all of his cars. Oh, it's awful. I do like the name Crimson Shins. I want to say that for something. That's good. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's that's a, a superhero off a, the Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, it's a man. reference to Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, really? I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. Um, but that isn't surprising. Jared Leto seems like the kind of guy who wants people to stroke his ego all day. It turns out that one of the guys that was part of that terrible failed uh, attack on Venezuela was in his sex cult. Really? Yes. What the fuck? The one who pissed in his own face? I hope. I hope. <laughs> it's like the writers for the universe are out of ideas. They're just like, hey, what if this guy was in this thing as well? Yeah, they're all using the family guy like joke generator. Where it's just like, uh, Jared Leto, sex cult, Venezuela, failed thing. Boom, put them all together. All right, yeah. write it down. Also, listeners, just saying, Marcus has sunk all the way down into his chair to where all we can see is his eyes. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> it's rough. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, it would be funny, though, if Trump was uh, taking this this thing that they could possibly kill him. That would be hilarious. Oh, oh that is so great. What if they, like, weekend at Bernie's home for the rest of his term? <laughs> you can probably pull it off, I think. Yeah. It'll mm-hmm. probably work. Oh, speaking of um, fucking... Uh, some, a bunch of idiots. So last week we talked about Elon Musk mm. and how he's uh, the, one of the most stupid people in the fucking universe, which we've always known. Yeah. Um, but just to put a cherry on top of how fucking stupid him and everybody else is, he was talking, you know, once again, talking about opening up the country because COVID's fake or whatever. He was like, oh, take the red pill, everyone. And then he got a response from Ivanka Trump, who was like, I already took it. You know, oh, I already have it. So, okay, we got two people who see the, the truth in the universe. But the red pill is a reference to a movie, a very popular, famous movie <laughs> called The Matrix. The Matrix oh, was made I think I've heard of this one. at the time by two people named the Wachowski brothers, who have since become the Wachowskis, Lily and Lana, because they are both two tra- transgender women who made one of the greatest science fiction movies, or cyber fiction, whatever you want to call it, movies of all time, still holds up to this day. And action movies, yeah. And action movies. And they invented the idea of the red pill. So, was it Lily or Lana? I think it was Lily Wachowski. Yeah. Responds Mm -hmm. to this tweet thread and was like, shut the fuck up, you idiots. Like, (laughs) and the best part, the best part is people were replying to her and were like, Oh yeah, it has refers to as her or they in their bio. Of course, you're gonna say this, not knowing that she wrote the <laughs> Matrix. Yeah, like people were all in her face, like, "What the fuck do you know, you stupid trans bitch?" Or like, whatever. People oh were saying like God. ridiculously disgusting things to her, not understanding that she wrote the fucking movie they're referencing. Oh God, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I saw somebody reply back and like, you know that she wrote the movie, right? And the guy was like, I'd love to see evidence of that. <laughs> really? <laughs> if only there was some kind of like, centralized internet movie database where we could oh, go to look these things up and find out who did what on a movie. Oh, God. It is fucking sad, man. Yeah. It is. It's ridiculous. And she's making another one. They're in the process of making another Matrix movie. Dude, I really want in the next movie for, for Neo to turn to the camera and say the red pill is a metaphor for knowing <laughs> you're trans. 
That'd be so funny. What if the, no, what if the whole movie is just Keanu Reeves explaining what the red pill not, not not in the Neo anything, his current look and everything, just explaining yep. what the red pill is. <laughs> that'll be that'd be pretty great because oh, the worst thing I saw this week from Elon Musk though was a headline that says Elon Musk explains Bitcoin to J.K. Rowling and the internet loved it. The internet is fucking stupid. They love the dumbest shit in the fucking world. All you have to do is say Harry Potter, Rick and Morty, Elon Musk, and they fucking lose their dicks. First of all, I think that not all of us loved it, for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna say most of us didn't. I'm gonna say most of us didn't fucking care in the first place. I don't give a shit about Elon Musk, J.K. Rowling, and I definitely don't give a shit about Bitcoin. Okay? Mm. I don't give a fuck about any of it. Keep it out of my fucking face. We have bigger things to worry about. Yeah. And Bitcoin is actually one of those problems to worry about because electricity usage that's being used to make Bitcoins is actively damaging for the environment. Jeez. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, like I said, I mean, those headlines are a little sensationalized, though, because I, I'm telling you, I, I go on Reddit and I go on the popular, which shows you all the subreddits, and whether you're subscribed to them or not. And I sometimes the Tesla um, subreddit comes up, and people on there are not happy with Elon Musk. And they are the biggest Elon Musk dick riders on the whole fucking internet. Whenever he, every time he used to tweet or say anything, they would just slurp that shit up. And even they are like, Elon looks like a fucking idiot right now. So... A lot of the, uh, some a big big parts of the internet are turning against the guy because mm-hmm. uh, because of him showing his ass recently. Um, Guess what I found out? X A twelve is not even his first child. What? <laughs> he has other children. He has more children. Yes, know. it's like his fifth child. What the fuck? It's like I thought it was his first kid and making a fucking big deal out of it. But no, this is like his fifth child or some shit. Because he was previously married and then fucking uh, like had a, a really bad divorce or something like that. And so he has children from that from that marriage that apparently no one ever talks about. So they just want to make this one special. Really? In Paraguay? <laughs> Absolutely. I did not know that. That's crazy. I know. I was shocked too, man. Wow, all those kids? All of them. Wow, in a burning building in Paraguay? <laughs> wow. Right now? The problem with trying to improv with Marcus is sometimes he laughs too much to continue <laughs> joking. Also, Marcus, I think when Marcus went to an improv class, they taught him about yes and, but he just uh-huh. only did the yes part. Yeah. So like, I'm sitting here like in Paraguay. He's like, yes. I'm like, all those children. He's like, yes. And I'm like, Marcus, there is an ant. Give us some content here, man. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm shirtless. What more do you want from me? Come on. Well, the viewers can't or listeners can't see that. Damn it. Uh. Well, you know what? Let's get off of politics and shit we hate for a second. Let's talk about good stuff. All for right. A moment. Or it's well, nice. things that are of less consequence. Okay. Uh, Seth, Marcus, you see Snowpiercer? Yes, I did see that movie. I saw the movie. Is there a show now? movie? There is a show now. Oh, Lord. Did we watch it together, or was that, or was that me and another guy? Uh, I watched yeah, it with I you. S- I saw it in 
oh god, on a Harvard campus. <laughs> How did you get oh. on a Harvard campus? I forgot when you got your one of your one of your degrees from Harvard. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> no, I was I was I was I visiting a friend and friends um, at Harvard. I have okay. I have a friend who has a friend at Harvard. Mm-hmm. I visited them and we hung out and then we went to a fucking showing of Snowpiercer. I was like, huh, free movie. All right. Well, cheap movie. I'll say that. So at Harvard, a cheap movie is like 50 bucks. Oh, Lord. Well, yeah. I forgot how I got in there, but <laughs> there I was watching Snowpiercer. I just imagine a showing of Snowpiercer at Harvard is like. Watching the movie, and they're, they're like, "Don't worry, guys, you're at the front of the train. It's okay." Don't yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you're in car three. Don't you're not Chris Evans. Evans. It's okay. Yeah. But I'm sure all those fucking Harvard dudes were like, "Bro, that movie was so good." Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, and they're completely oblivious to the actual message. I, we, when we watched it, Seth, we we called the <laughs> at the end. Okay. Somehow. Do not say we. <laughs> I did that shit on my own. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. While well, you okay. sat there sucking your thumb, okay. That's what I do, I watch movies. So yeah. Enthralled. Exactly. It's a disability, okay. <laughs> First of all, don't spoil the ending for Snowpiercer because not everyone's seen yeah. it. I'll believe that. So, but yeah, I called the ending of Snowpiercer by myself. Um, with no evidence to go on. With, by the way, I mean literally a wild guess. Of something that I guess could possibly happen, and then it happened, and I was I was shocked. Um, but also I wasn't because I knew I mean I'm, I'm just a genius. Oh okay, easy, <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. easy to deduce. <laughs> um, but yeah, Snowpiercer is a great movie made by rules. Bong Joon Ho, who is mm-hmm. you know as of last year. Uh, uh, now he's current. He is in the cultural zeitgeist as one of the best directors. He always has been, but now people kind of know him more because of the movie. I watched it again recently. Very good film. Great. Absolutely. Um, but now there's a TV show. Yes. Which is on TNT? TNT. We know drama. Yeah. I thought drama it was going to be on like HBO or some shit. Nope. His Parasite show is going to be on HBO. That's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah. But no, the Snowpiercer show, by the way, has been in development since, I think, literally a week after me and you watched that movie. I think I wow. saw the news a week after they were going to make Snowpiercer into a TV show. And we watched that movie in... The year of our Lord, two thousand and like I don't know, fifteen, fourteen. Well, yeah, no, we earlier than that because I, I also. Oh no, it was thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we watched it then, um, and now it's twenty twenty. It's finally out, and uh, I haven't seen it, but apparently it is. It kind of misses the mark for what the movie was going for, but it is a TV show, so maybe as it goes on, it will kind of find its footing. Who knows. Well, the premise, in case you don't know, is first of all in this in this version there are a thousand and one cars on the train. Wow, that's gonna be a lot. Right. You're really hoping to get a lot of seasons there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> go to a thousand and one cars. And it's a prequel about the world's last homicide detective hunting the world's last serial killer. Hmm. Uh-huh. And that's a pretty terrible premise, in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't really fit. Well, for Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is about yeah. I can see it working in a different setting. That's not what Snowpiercer is about at all. So is he just gonna search every car, like, every episode and <laughs> yeah. until they get a thousand and one? He questions everyone one by one. <laughs> each character on each car gets their own episode. Yeah. Oh, the chase um, scenes are gonna be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I do imagine they're gonna have one big episode where they go through like fucking fifty cars, probably, and they just like you see a bunch of fucking wild sights around you, and it's like zippity doo dah kaleidoscope <laughs> shit going on. But it's TNT, so shit can't get too fucking wild. You know? I don't know, man. Wait, is uh, TNT is a, a cable channel? So cable has been getting more and more fucking wild. They they yes. they start like because I I didn't even realize this cable doesn't have to follow any rules yeah. they only choose to oh. to keep sponsors mm-hmm. but a lot of sh- a lot of channels especially FX which is the best channel on television no doubt they have some movies yeah and they they do whatever the fuck they want and their shows are fucking great yeah I mean what what we do in the shadows is probably the best show on TV right now in my opinion I so really that- fucking love that show. Does that come on television, or is that only on... It, uh, comes, on, it comes on television. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, uh, Jackie Daytona, my new favorite uh, character. Yeah, if you guys aren't watching what we do in the shadows, here's what you do. First of all, go watch the movie. Movie from uh, 2015, 2014. 2015. What does it matter? Uh, by Taika Waititi, the guy who directed um, Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit. He also stars <laughs> in the movie. Um, about a bunch of vampires living together. Uh, hilarious movie. And then watch the TV show. It's got two, like one and a half seasons. It's about, it's a little over halfway through season two now, and it's fucking hilarious. And the show is better than the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it for is sure. for sure, and it's hilarious, and it's best show on TV right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a joy to watch. Uh, it's like one of those things where uh, it really takes its premise and leans into it in the best way, and doesn't let anything like get in the way of it. Right, like. It's like it's a mockumentary type thing, but it does not let that constrain it at all. It will do shit that no that couldn't actually happen in a documentary, but it's okay because you to the yeah, source of I a mean, joke. Sometimes you're watching it and you're like, wait, how who is allowing this to be filmed? And then sometimes they, they lean in and just show you how ridiculous it is and sometimes it's just like, Who cares? You're just you're watching a fucking T V show. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. This the Snowpiercer show, like I said, one episode in, people aren't really digging it, but I don't know. Maybe give it some time. It'll and maybe it'll kind of hit on some of those tones that um, <clears throat> Bong Joon Ho uh, originally intended. Is but he involved see. at all? He was in like the very beginning, but at this point, I don't think he, he has any involvement with the Snowpiercer show, which it's is strange too bad. because you know he just won an Oscar, so you might want to fucking get him on any project. It might be that he's too he's too big now to get on this a TV show project. I mean, sure. Although I would love to see what Bong Joon Ho could do with television. Yeah, I mean, he's doing this Parasite show. I mean, I thought that was Adam McKay doing that. I mean, he's directing it, but apparently Bong Joon-ho is going to be instrumental in this one. He's actually going to be a producer and, you know, because a lot of it is stuff he's already written, like stuff he wrote for Parasite that could make it into the movie and storyboards and stuff he already had. Okay. Um, So, yeah, that's cool. Marcus, you, uh... Is there any anime you want to talk about? Or Marcus, <laughs> give me... Marcus, real quick. Give me the Intergalactic Review this week. Listen, hold on. I, I had to pause. I paused at episode 8. There's there's at least, like... What, what, 11 episodes. So I have a lot to catch up on. My current there's disaster, actually more of that show coming out? There, no, more of the show's already out. Apparently Damn. they stopped at episode 11. They almost made a whole season. I'm just like, I guess wherever they stop would be the season, but still, like, holy shit, eleven episodes, hell yeah! But, okay, yeah. Marcus, I, will, I have a question I will for definitely you. Definitely update you. Uh-huh. I have a question for you. So I play play video games with a couple of my friends almost every okay. night, and they are much like you, very much into anime. 
and I have to ask you a question just so I can understand the words they say. Because I don't understand a fucking word of it. Who is JoJo and why are his adventures so bizarre? <laughs> oh, Lord. And what, what is... What, what is because, like, whenever they talk about it, they're like, oh, what part is your favorite? It's like, no, do you like part six okay. or seven the so, best? So every part Why are there so many parts? Seasons. So JoJo is a generational story. The first the first season is Jonathan. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much. There's so much to unpack here. But I'm going to tell you, it starts with JoJo and his stepbrother, Dio. Dio okay. fucking hates his brother, and he wants to take his fucking family's fortune and kill him. Those are Where's his goals. Story? Okay. <laughs> and he wants to look as cool as possible doing it. Okay, so, so stylish. You should, yes, so you should definitely watch JoJo's because it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and obviously, weird. How many JoJo's- seasons are there out? Because there's only two okay. on Netflix. I'm not going to fucking go any farther than Netflix to find this well, shit. Well, I can give you my, my country roll information and you can watch all the way up to the fifth part. Yeah, I do love how um, at one point uh, we wanted to do a movie review on this podcast and we, we asked Marcus to go to a theater. And Marcus was like, a theater? That costs money. But Marcus <laughs> will spare no expense when it comes to Crunchyroll. Yeah, He's like, get on my Crunchyroll <laughs> premium account. <laughs> I'm a fucking VIP customer over there. It only They made a new me. tier just for me. <laughs> the moist tier. Mm. Yeah. Listen, it only I mean, costs like Hey, hey if you're asking me, all tiers are moist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Marcus, didn't you say but, yeah. that the second season involves, like, vampires? Technically, both the first and second and third. Okay. Jojo is a vampire, right? No, Dio is the vampire. Okay, well that's a spoiler, thanks. I'm sorry. Um, They use all these magical forces to fight, right? Yeah, so the first two seasons they use... Fuck, what was it called? Uh, shit. Uh, They basically channel the sun's energy through their body. (laughs) Like Superman? Something like that. I forgot what it was called. But later on, when when season part three starts, there there's a whole new power. It's called stands, and you basically like your will or your soul has like form and can fucking punch and smack shit. It's 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 cool. It's like persona essentially. Yeah. Yeah, but but cool. But cool. Oh, interesting. So if I say like the words Dio, my friends will lose their shit. Yes. Right, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, this guy's so cool." That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Just, is just saying the, the the word. Dio. I mean, Dio is probably like top three villains. Period. 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 Wow. I'm talking about all of literature, film, television. I mean, I was just going off anime, but yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you got Darth Vader. You got uh, fucking uh, Sauron, and then Dio. Fucking Dio, man! <laughs> wow, wow. Um, but yeah, JoJo has all these bizarre adventures. I want to talk about real quick about another bizarre adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this show on Netflix called Russian Doll. It's not about Donald Trump. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> it's That's really, really oh, bizarre yeah. to me. Marcus oh, <laughs> and I have a recommendation for everyone out there, and it will cost you no money to partake in it. It is a game on Steam called Star Fetchers. Yes. Oh my god. 
Uh, I found it because the music is incredibly good in the, in the game. I recommend it to Marcus. Marcus, what did you think about Star Trek? Wait, you just heard a tune Star- on the radio and you were like, <laughs> I gotta hear where this is from. Bro, Star Factors is awesome. Like like Smith said, it was we were just talking about it. He said it was free on Steam. I was like, alright, free, Steam. I downloaded that shit. The fighting is a little weird to get used to, but that music fucking slaps, man. And the yeah. characters are fucking hilarious. I love it. Marcus was like, it better be free, because all the money I have is going to my Crazy Roll account. Oh, I got you. That's I got you, yeah. man. It's free. It's, full, it's, free. it's this game that's like, it, the combat in it is like a very fr- like frantic, sort of like a physics-based thing, where you have a sword, and you have to like use your mouse to move the sword explicitly around the screen in certain patterns, and you can mm-hmm. block bullets with your sword, and one hit kills any enemy, and one hit kills you. So it's extremely frantic playing this game. And... Uh, the music is fantastic, but more than that is the world and characters that live in the world. It's just like, it's just, I don't know, it's so charming, it's just weird, like, it's two, it's two female leads, and they're running around doing gang shit, as they say. And there's incredibly great, like, character, like, there's a guy whose character name is Photorealistic Horse. Oh, Because he is a photorealistic photorealistic horse. horse. Rip Photorealistic Horse, man. And the, the last boss of the game is what we call Doghead, because he's a man with dog for a head. And uh, it's not done yet. Starfetcher is the pilot, is what it's called. It's like the first two levels that are free on Steam. Uh, yes. But I, I love the shit out of it. It was a super fun, like, 45-minute game. It was incredible. Nice. Yeah, should give it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah, all right, I'll spin it up. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm not sure, y'all. I, I rewatched the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie Ooh, has good. aged particularly well. Uh, it's too long is its problem, really. It's just too How long, long is that? It's two hours. Or two two oh. hours and twelve minutes. Okay. Too long. Not that long. For a first film, do, do it 90 minutes. Come on. You know? Maybe. But the, here, I'll tell you this. Yeah, the fight scene's very good. Very, yeah, very yeah, good yeah. choreography. So, if you got that around, check nice. it out. I suppose... <laughs> Seth, are you watching anything or aside from what we do in the shadows? Uh, not on TV, no. Um, just watched. You know, I recently rewatched Pulp Fiction. I mean, I don't talk about that movie. It's you know, it's one of the best. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's about it. As I'm just you know watching, uh, playing a lot of video games. Valorant, I play a lot, a lot. Still loving Valorant. Valorant, I still love it. Yeah. Um, I might need to jump back on with you guys tonight. Gotta gotta get. Good. We would, we would love to have a fifth. We always get a rando, and they're always bad. So oh, nice. I, it would be nice. I can be seldom bad. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's all we need. I mean, I'm we're we're all seldom bad, but yeah, <laughs> we all. The thing is, we all have. If we all like play with each other and get one good round each and keep going, yeah. then we can win okay, a bunch right. of rounds. That's all it takes. Teamwork makes dream work. Yeah. Every but night. yeah, I think that's a podcast. Yeah, you think so? All right. Yep. Well, yeah, this has been uh, Illenials. I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter at Seth and on Letterboxd at Knazeras. K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. What's the last thing you reviewed, Seth? Pulp Fiction. Five stars. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, I'm uh, Mr. Beaches. You can find me on Instagram. And I do the art for this podcast. 
No, Mr. You can find you on Instagram at what? Mr. Beaches. Okay. Mm-hmm. You made it seem like that was your name and not your handle. So I was just oh, making yeah. sure it was there. Okay, thank you. All thank right. you. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been a guest on the show before, especially our movie review episodes. He has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they both talk about wrestling. I'm from the South. They're going to go over um, Becky Lynch's big reveal that she's going to relinquish the women's championship this week, so please go check him out. Because she's pregnant, right? Yeah, yeah, she gave gave the championship. I, I saw that clip. That's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Really cool, really cool, really cool. Uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make get under it. Fuck uh, the, the people who won't just stay the fucking side. Um... Also, fuck fucking landlords. Woo. Hell yeah. We have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.